You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into the Alana Enquirer podcast. Alana Enquirer publisher Jeremy Warner here with you. And we continue our Illini football position previews, getting you ready for the 2020 season. What a season it will be. Shortened season, but nine Big Ten games in nine weeks. We've had a lot of fun catching up with a lot of former Illini, previewing this position, giving us some insight into the position and what they think of the Illini's personnel. Just to run through what we've talked about so far, Riley O'Toole breaking down the quarterbacks, especially Brandon Peters coming for a second year and what that means for the Illini. Dre Brown, who was in the running back room last year and knows the personnel, broke down the running backs, which he thinks can be pretty good. And Lovey Smith and Rod Smith have said, both said on the record, that they think the running backs could be even improved despite the loss of guys they liked in Dre Brown and Reggie Corbin. Broke down a wide receiver room that needed to improve and we think did improve. But we'll see about that. We talked about that with Mike Dudak. Talked about the tight ends with Mike as well. So we kind of put those guys together. And of course, the tight end room is very, very improved. Talked about a strong offensive line with Martin O'Donnell. What he thinks that group can do this season with four starters returning and a big battle for the right guard position. Also talked about the huge questions about the defensive line with Martin O'Donnell. So go back, listen to those. We're going to talk linebacker soon with Jay Lehman. So I'm really looking forward to talking with Jay about Two starters returning who could be uh, next player, next level players. Uh, but today, I reached out to a guy who does work in the Illinois Athletic Department, but uh, was a fan favorite, I think, for some of the hard hits he laid. And and uh, the secondary from the Rose Bowl team behind Jay Lehman. Don't know if it got quite the attention of, of what Jay did uh, at linebacker and Britt Miller at linebacker. But uh, Justin Harrison and Kevin Mitchell. That was an imposing duo of safeties back in 2007. Of course, Vontae Davis, part of that Rose Bowl team as well in that secondary. But Kevin Mitchell, you get to see at Illinois games. He's a guy I run into every once in a while, or did when I was down in Champaign covering games and being able to be in person there. Uh, But Kevin Mitchell now works for the development team at the University of Illinois. He's assistant director of development for the University of Illinois under Howard Milton and the great fundraising team they have there. But Kevin obviously knows his football, not just from playing uh, college football at a very, very high level, but he worked four years as an NFL scouting assistant with the National Football Scouting and the Houston Texans. Uh, he played a little bit in the NFL with Washington, uh, and then he went to Mike Loxley's staff as well as a strength coach, was a grad assistant as well, and then worked as an assistant strength coach under Lou Hernandez at the University of North Carolina in 2012. He got back to his alma mater. I talked about that with him, but Kevin knows football. He knows this Illinois team and got to break down what I think is a very, very strong group 
for Illinois. I think anybody who reads or consumes Illini Inquirer or podcasts or listen to the Jeremy Warner show knows I think Nate Hobbs is a really, really good cornerback. And Lovey Smith thinks that as well. And I'm looking at my Phil Steele magazine. They have Nate Hobbs as the 26th draft eligible cornerback. I think that's about right, but I think he's got a higher ceiling than that as well. Uh, so that's a good start to your secondary. Of course, you return two other starters, Tony Adams, who played corner last year. He's switching back to safety. Um, I think that says a lot about what Illinois thinks about its young cornerbacks. Don't forget about Devin Witherspoon. He's a really good player and had a really good freshman year, and he's a starter quality. that's what Illinois thinks of him. And I think he proved last year that he can play that role. And now he's got a year to add strength. Uh, I think that's big for him. Of course, Marquez Beast, and we're all itching to see this year. Talk to Kevin about him. Uh, Sidney Brown had some ups and downs last year, but his ups were huge for Illinois uh, during their four-game win streak to get to a bowl game. Everyone remembers what he did in the Michigan State game with that return for a touchdown that completely changed that game. And you get some newcomers here as well. Derek Smith, Miami transfer, um, who's a hard hitter and probably going to replace Stanley Green in that hard hitting role. And there's some depth here too with some experience, including a guy like Quan Martin that I don't, I don't think a lot of fans should forget about uh, because he's got a lot of experience, some good experience, had some struggles as well, especially as a sophomore corner. But back at safety, he helps that group as well. So coming up next, let's break down this Illini secondary group, expectations for them, how good can this group be after being a huge part of leading Illinois to the number one spot in defensive touchdowns last year and the number four spot in takeaways among 130 FBS teams. Kevin Mitchell, he's the assistant director of development for the University of Illinois, but he knows his football. Uh, He used to be in scouting departments, and he watches this team very, very closely. He gives you his thoughts on the Illini Secondary next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride-or-die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Welcome back into the Illini Enquirer podcast. And man, I'm happy this guy's giving me a little bit of his time today to preview the Illini secondary. Uh, it's a guy I know a lot of Illini fans were, I had a lot of fun watching in the Rose Bowl years as Ron Zook built up that program and uh, some hard hits in that secondary and some big plays from Kevin Mitchell, uh, who's now the Assistant Director of Development at the University of Illinois. Kevin, thanks for joining us, man. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, it's always good to uh, get a chance to reminisce a little bit, you know, especially about the good old days. Yeah. Well, Kevin, um, obviously you had a very successful Illinois football career. Can you kind of tell our listeners how you got back into the Illinois Athletics Department? No problem. Um, as you know, I graduated back in 2008, and, and kind of from there I started um, a, uh, a career in the uh, sports world. Uh, Coach Loxley, I was a blessing fortunate to get a start from him. Uh, I was at New Mexico for three years as a graduate assistant. And then after that, Coach Lou, um, after he was finished that here at Illinois and got the opportunity at North Carolina, well, he then uh, brought me over there as one of his assistants with uh, Coach Fedora. And then after that, I got an opportunity to get into scouting. So uh, actually Mike McCagnan, um, I was with him and Rick Smith and all of them at the uh, at uh, with the Houston Texans. So I got there, and then after that, um, got the opportunity to work for National Football Scouting, um, and they actually uh, helped run the NFL Combine. So Jeff Foster and all of them. So I uh, was working with them for two years, and then I, I told myself I was going to come back and start checking out the alma mater, and that's what I did. And Howard Milton, who is now my boss. Um, he approached me about potentially coming back and working for the university in development, and then, bam, took the opportunity to do so. And uh, now three years later, which that's flown by, uh, yeah, now I'm here. Yeah, and Kevin, um, I, I know you've, you're competitive in this, and you guys have done, you guys in Howard's office have obviously done an unbelievable job in fundraising, and I know that's really important now, but uh, I always see you on the sidelines at these football games. Is there is there part of you that misses the, the itch of the, the football process, or are you happy being around it in the way you are? Oh, man, I go back and forth with that. I think it's easier, and I think, well, some – some of us can kind of relate to this to where it's like once you know you can't play anymore and, and your body is shot, uh, it's easier to kind of just sit back and watch. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those things, me being there on the sideline um, and seeing it and just I do relive it. And then some of those uh, plays when you play Wisconsin or just have those memories about playing Penn State, right? And and what's great about the job I have right now is I get to speak to athletes and donors that went through that five years with me, hand-in-hand, in, hand, in the stadium, blood, sweat, tears. Um, that's why I love being back because all of that hard work, all of that, it's 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 paid off to this, right? And, and I love speaking with donors because – I tell them I'm thankful because the money that they invested in this university helped me get to where I am today. Kevin Mitchell, you're a really good defensive back, obviously, here at the University of Illinois. I'm wondering, like you've spent so much time scouting this game. How has secondary play changed the most since you stopped playing? Well, you know, um, when I look at this team now and just DBs in general, um, uh, Justin Harrison, myself, um, that kind of the 
strong safety position has morphed a little bit, right? That uh, big hitter style, you know, and uh, you know, as the offenses develop more of that spread attack, well, I mean, extra DBs that can actually cover and are faster are needed. And the one thing that happened when I got a little older and into scouting, I realized my flaws and the speed thing wasn't the greatest. So, um, you know, that's what I see that's different now. You know, you have smaller defensive backs that have more cover skills, uh, which are definitely needed. Kevin, I'm wondering when you watch Lovey Smith's defense, what do you think about playing in it? And what do you think about if you could have been a defensive back in Lovey Smith's defense? You know, I love it because his defense allows you to make plays. Um, and then at the safety position, you know, it's it's one of those crucial spots, uh, especially when you're playing cover two. You, you have to be able to cover and cover field and cover ground, but then also you have to be that, stop, that stopgap and safety net to where, you know, if something shoots up the middle, you know, you got to be able to make that secure tackle. And I would love to do that just like I did it back in the day. So, I think I could thrive in that. I think Justin Harris and Justin Sanders, I think we could we we could have been okay. We could have been an okay combo back then if, if, we're, if it was under Coach Lovey Smith. Well, obviously, th- this group uh, of defensive backs struggled earlier in the year. Um, Kevin, Eastern Michigan game, a lot of plays got behind them. Minnesota, obviously a great offense, but struggled to tackle there. Uh, and, and then a lot of things changed. You saw Stanley Green get into the starting lineup, kind of stabilize things. Tony Adams moved to corner. What, what stood out most to you about their growth in the second half of the year? Well, you know, what I liked is what, what I saw the most that kind of, that really it went right along with that defense is just that consistency of just making plays on the ball, like creating those turnovers. Because every time I think about it and I think about the season, I think of uh, Sidney Brown's pick, right, versus Michigan State and how that was huge. And then just people every week making plays that are kind of, I don't want to say making up for missed tackles, but I like the fact that when we're able to make plays on the ball, we're doing so. I've always been a big fan of Nate Hobbs, just athletically. I think he has skills and, and talent that a lot of people don't have. But he's kind of started to make some big plays, Kevin. What did, what did you see from him last right. year, and, and what's his next step? Because I've always felt he's got NFL talent written all over him. You know, next step, I think for me, would be I just need to – I would have to see, you know, kind of this year, but – the one thing I can definitely say about Nate Hobbs is a solid tackler, you know, and I, I felt like he showed the ability to show awareness and make plays, obviously, on the ball. I think as a, a, a defensive back, there's always still growth. I mean, um, that is with everybody. But at the same time, I really feel like he's someone that we can definitely um, hang our hat on and, and really uh, rely on to uh, give consistent play. They moved Tony Adams back from corner where he seemed to be comfortable to, to safety to maybe fill in uh, for, for a guy like Stanley Green. What do you think of, of Tony's impact in that secondary? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I'd love to see what that to, to next year, this next season brings because, you know, Tony to me, um, he's one of those, he was a solid overall player as well, you know, and, and when I, when I think of it, whenever when I always think of some of these players, I think of plays, and I believe he had that pick since uh, six versus Purdue, I yep. believe. Yep. 
and that's you know that's what I that's what I always see with these players. If you can do it once, you can do it again, right? Mm-hmm. And and what I'm excited about is all of them continue to develop on defense to make plays on that ball and and, and make turnovers. You mentioned Sidney Brown. Um, what do you what do you like about him when you see him play? I, I like his energy. Um, I like the fact that he he, he goes all. <laughs> He he gives you what you want. Now this is my thing that's a little different, um, size wise, right? Uh, I don't know his weight, but I can tell you I was probably <laughs> Justin Harrison and I were a little bigger <laughs> as far as stature. Um, but I'm excited about him to continue to see his growth. I believe is he going to be a junior? I believe. Yeah, yeah. He's already got 20 starts okay. under his belt too. Yes, and and see that's what I'm excited about because these younger players getting these reps prepares us for the future, just like we went through when we were playing. Uh, and Jay Lehman and all of us were playing when we were sophomores, you know, and and that's what helped propel us into that senior year to where we knew we could dominate all. Yeah, what is what is the difference of being a junior senior, right? Like, how how does that? What's the different feel of being on the field and in, in the same system? You know, I'd say the difference is just awareness, you know, because just like I talked about earlier, we might not have the fastest safety, but doggone it, we knew where to be. That's because we've been, we were playing for a long time, right? And that cohesiveness that you build between, you know, the linebackers, the D-line, linebackers, safeties, and the, the pre-checks, all the things that you, you know, being in it that you know is important, and being able to communicate pre-snap, like that comes so with ease, with time, you know, and, and that's what I love about time. It gives you time to grow, um, and that's what I see for them because that's what helped helped us as well. One, one of my favorite guys to watch last year was Devin Witherspoon, probably because it was so unexpected, but for, for a skinny guy he was last year, I know he's at his strength now, boy, he's not afraid to, to, to lay a hit, and I know you got to love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%, because, you know, that tells them you're ready to play, too. Like, especially this is – we love to get big hits in at the beginning of the game, um, you know, because you're setting the tone. And, you know, when I think about big hits at the beginning of the game, I, I think about the Wisconsin game uh, back in 07 when um, Justin uh, uh, Harrison had that blow-up hit against uh, – I think it was Luke Swan across the middle. And it was like that first quarter – and that's how we try to start off every game to let those guys know on the other side of the ball that we're here to play. And and, and we then took that um, attitude throughout the rest of the game, and it paid off. Yeah, and I think one guy you'll like is uh, Derek Smith coming in, uh, 6'2", 220 safety that hits hard. But I think one guy everyone's excited to see, um, Kevin, and this will be my last one for you, is is Marquez Beeson, um, who's, who's a top 100 recruit, uh, missed last season, tore his ACL in, in training camp. Um, what what do you think he can add to this secondary as, as a redshirt freshman who hasn't played a game yet? Right, right. You know, um, I believe, quote me if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, last year I think it was like he played, his first three practices in camp I think were promising, um, and then I think he hurt his knee, right, something of that sort. Yeah, he had, um, he had about a handful of picks. I, in I first, mean, obviously, the, what'd you say? He had about a handful of picks in the first week of practice. 
Yes, right? And so, I mean, obviously from a turnover standpoint, you're like ting, right? Uh, but the, the first thing I think about is just depth, um, young depth to where it just adds to the ranks, young depth that if we can get him rocking and rolling now, oh, my goodness, you can only imagine next year and then beyond, right? Um, and what I love about it, too, is when you continue to get those top, top recruits, um, you know, it adds quality depth, not just a body. Well, Kevin, I know you work for the university, and I know you uh, are hoping this program does well, but just how do you feel um, personally as a, your alma mater getting to a bowl game? How do you feel going into and having a football season this fall? Yeah. You know, I, I feel amazing about this team, and, and, and um, you know, I've always uh, non-biased. I am biased as far as, hey, look, I – I always think we're going to be good every year, but at the same time, uh, Lovey has built this team to where, um, like he said when he got here, we were going to be a bowl-eligible team, um, you know, and that's that's what we produced. I'm excited because uh, he continues to add depth, quality depth, like I just mentioned, and it just gives us vision for the future. Um, and, and we just keep adding and building and building, whether that's bricks and mortar and recruits. Uh, we just continue to all be on one accord uh, from Josh's message, messaging to Lovey's messaging um, and just the overall university. I'm super excited about the uh, um, trajectory of this team, and I, 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 I can't be any more proud as far as where we're going. Kevin Mitchell, Assistant Director of Development at the University of Illinois. Of course, most people, you know him as the starting safety of the Rose Bowl team. Kevin, thank, can't thank you enough for your time and your insight here, man. Thank you. Kevin, I appreciate you having me. Great stuff with Kevin Mitchell. I can tell you Illinois feels really good. Uh, about this secondary, and I think they should. Uh, I think there's a lot of talent back here. I think there's guys who will be playing on Sundays back here, and if they can stay healthy, um, you feel like they can go up uh, against a, a really good group of Big Ten wideouts, whether that's Purdue. Uh, that's obviously a very difficult assignment. Nebraska's got some really talented wideouts, including Wandale Robinson. Uh, Minnesota, of course, with, with Rashad Bateman coming back and all the talent that P.J. Fleck has gotten there. So it's important to have this secondary, especially because the defensive line, you don't know how good they will be. So you need a secondary that can handle that, that might have to cover for another extra second. And uh, that's always difficult because the secondary's best friend, of course, uh, is a pass rush, and we'll see how Illinois can get that. But they do feel like they have a playmaking secondary here. And I I think this is where some of their best talent is. Uh, Nate Hobbs, one of their top senior prospects, that's got a chance to go to the NFL. Marquez Beeson is the highest-ranked recruit we've seen uh, during the Lovey Smith era. And this is staff that's done pretty well evaluating, I think, secondary talent. Tony Adams, they were the first Power 5 offer there. I mentioned Hobbs. Um, they were the only Power 5 offer there. Um, Sidney Brown has turned into, he's already got 20 starts going into his junior year. I know he's been a younger team, but he's beat out some older guys for that role. And I think we've seen, he's an all-Big Ten third-team guy uh, last year, I believe was for the coaches as well. So that is a, a good eye for talent. I think Quan Martin 
Um, don't overlook him because he started a lot of games as an underclassman, and I think that experience will pay off, and I think he's at the right position now at safety. Derek Smith obviously is a talent upgrade, 6'2", 225, kind of like a linebacker back there, but he's got enough athleticism uh, to cover some ground back there as well. And, and Devin Witherspoon was a heck of a find, a heck of a find. What I would be concerned about here is depth. There's not a ton of depth. I think they feel good about their top seven, but if they have a couple injuries, that's where you start to worry a little bit. Uh, because a cornerback, you know, you take Tony Adams away, you put him at safety, and you feel decent about those four safeties back there, right? And that's Sidney Brown, Derek Smith, uh, Tony Adams, and Quan Martin. But if a corner gets hurt, I think Tony Adams is going to have to go up to corner. So you're shuffling those guys around, which is fine if you have one injury, right? Because Tony Adams can move up. You feel like you got a guy who can give you starter quality reps uh, back at safety in, in Quan. But at the same time, if you have two injuries, that, that's where you start to worry. Because Nick Walker Sr. has opted out. They don't have any underclassmen uh, safeties in this group, which is really weird. And Tavion Nicholson, a freshman corner, um, is probably going to have to be in the two deep uh, at cornerback. So it's going to be really interesting because while Devin Witherspoon was great, uh, the fourth corner might have to play at, at some point. So you could see a freshman in there um, pretty early, a, a true freshman. So it's going to be interesting to see depth-wise. But if they stay healthy, this should be a strength for the Illini team. And for a team that, in a defense system that is built on takeaways, I think this, this is a good group for that. And I think that for Hobbs is the next big step, is how many takeaways can he get? Because a lot of teams don't challenge him as much, but with Witherspoon, with Beeson, you feel like you have to attack the other side of the field or that those guys are good enough that they won't get attacked all the time. And you have some veterans back there with Tony Adams who showed he could make plays in the ball. Sidney Brown showed with three interceptions last year that he could make plays in the ball. That you feel like you have those guys that when given the opportunity, get the ball out, they can do that. And Derek Smith, you hope, can, can force at least half the fumbles that Stanley Green did during his Illinois career. All right, hope you enjoyed that. It was great catching up with Kevin Mitchell, uh, former Illini who's doing good things in their development uh, department as well. We're going to continue our position previews. I think we have we have one more linebacker, and I, I got to be honest with you, I, I don't know what I've, I don't think I've thought about the specialists, and we'll see if we can get an expert on for that. Um, but we'll break down the special teams because I think it's another strength of the University of Illinois, and it's almost 20% of the uh, team. So um, I don't know if it'll get as many lessons, but uh, special teams certainly has been a uh, strength of Illinois, and I don't think we should overlook it going into this year as well. All right, thanks for listening, as always, to the Illini Inquirer podcast. We have more great content up on the website. Over the weekend, I went to the Lake of the Ozarks, made a long trip down there to catch up with Brody Wisecarver, uh, the top-ranked Illinois commitment in the class of 2020. And up on the site, I have a feature story on Brody, uh, who moved to the Lake of the Ozarks from St. Louis. It's a really interesting story with his family. They didn't plan on moving down there, but they escaped down there for the quarantine and then they ended up uh, buying a house there. So I, I think it's a really interesting story about, especially how it's impacted Brody and how it impacted his recruitment. It had a huge impact on his recruitment and why he picked Illinois. So read that up on the site. Also, I have an evaluation of Brody Wise Carver, which to some or 
maybe one person was a, a controversy on, on uh, our, our premium board, but um, I, I think Brody's got a really high floor, which uh, a lot of Illinois offensive line prospects the last couple of years or last couple of cycles haven't had as high of a floor, uh, which excites me because I think Brody's going to make an impact. I, I think it's great to get recruits that you know, man, in one or two years I can plug him in right away and he's gonna he's gonna start for me and he's gonna be fine and I think Brody's got a high ceiling as well also got a defensive line position primer up on the site right now so you can check that out as well if you don't already subscribe to the on Enquirer podcast rate us review us we always appreciate when you do that all right everybody have a great day take care of each other we'll talk to you next time right here on the on Enquirer podcast